Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. My friend's mum pushed me into a table saw. My friend Kylan and I work in a woodworking company. It's a pretty great job for me as I love hands-on activity and creating things. Kylan, however, has more of a difficult time with the tool, which is completely fine as I help him with it. His mum and my mum aren't necessarily close, but both support me and him in our work. We're pretty young, so it helps with reassurance. But a few days before this incident, I started to realize that Kylan's mum never really acknowledged my work. Now that's not really a big deal to me as I don't require praise, but I do find it a bit weird as Kai's mum has apparently had a few racial incidents at her own work and i'm african i was just assuming it's because she's afraid i'm a pretty built guy and six foot six fast forward to tuesday and i'm working on a wooden chair that has taken me a few more attempts than wanted the table saw i've been using to make clean cuts was pretty rusty from kai using it constantly i headed out to the department to get a replacement and was a bit annoyed with kai for not doing it himself I came back and said, hey man, don't be afraid to change your equipment. And he rolled his eyes and just replied with a K, which just annoyed me even more. I just pushed past it and continued. But minutes later, I heard Kai laughing and I looked up to find him laughing at my cutting. This made me extremely upset as I've been working almost day and night while he only works seven to nine hours. This, along with his mum then coming into the shop and laughing along with him, annoyed me. This got to me and I walked over to Kai and told him a few words that I shouldn't have. He immediately got defensive and pushed me back and I was about to strike back when his mum instantly joined in with him and intentionally pushed me to the left where the saw was. Stupidly, I'd left it on. As soon as I was pushed back, the back of my hand was shoved right into the saw, causing a drizzle of blood to just gush everywhere and for my palm to be basically split in half with a huge gap between my pinky and ring finger. The shot kicked in and I instantly grabbed my hand and shouted for my mum, who was on the other side of the shop. She immediately got an ambulance and I was sent to the closest hospital. Kai's been texting me almost every day, apologizing for his mother. The only text from her was her saying that this was my fault and to not hurt her son. And there we go. A pretty crazy story to start. But just yesterday, we had an update posted by OP. So since my first post, thank you all for the kind words and advice. A lot has gone down. First, Kyle and I have made up. It wasn't his fault for what his mum did, and I get that. Secondly, after telling his mum's husband about what actually has been going on and him getting annoyed at her, he's taken me into the station to get things sorted out and ask how I want to move forward. I haven't really decided what I'd like to do at the moment, but I'm leaning towards just money for compensation or something. Kylan's entitled mum also showed up at my house two days ago, demanding for me, but I wasn't there at the time. But when I did get back home, I saw her standing there waiting for me. My mum said she stayed there the whole time waiting 
and I went up to ask her what's going on and why she's here. And in response, I got a huge glob spat in my face and a whole bunch of yelling. Honestly, it took me a lot of restraint to not yell at her back, but I just calmly told her to get the frick away from my mum and my house. Eventually she did. And finally, one more update. After tons of comments, I'm going to take this to court. The entitled mum's husband has given me a good injury attorney that I can talk to, and my mum needs to help me fill the documents out once I get there. I don't know when the court date is though. I mean, mate, if your hand's been sawed in half, then yes, you should go to court. That's the least you should do. Don't get a tiny bit of money. Sue her. It's her fault. Yeah, I don't really know how you left the saw on, but you know, it happens. She was the one that pushed you into it. It's her fault. Go and get your bag. I'm baffled. I was asked to look after a stranger's child today while I was working on a boat. I was on a client's boat to take measurements for a job they'd like me to do. The place they're docked is alongside a lovely sidewalk that is open to the public. I was on the front deck when I heard a family walk by. I was aware of them, but I didn't look up until, excuse me, it spooked me as they were so close. So I looked up. A mother and child were standing on the sidewalk in front of the boat. Sorry, you snuck up on me. Can I help you? Sometimes people stop to ask me directions to a bathroom or are curious about what I'm doing So randomly striking up a conversation isn't uncommon and i'm happy to help or make a bit of conversation Hey, uh, can you watch my kid for a minute? No explanation. No greeting. Nothing I was stunned into silence for a second while my brain tried to process the mother took this time to interject before I could reply It's okay. She can just hang out on your boat with you. She what her child looked to be kindergarten age Maybe even younger before she could start walking towards the pier, I finally gained enough brain power to speak. Ah, no, sorry, this isn't even my boat. Oh, well, whose boat is it? Yeah, like that's relevant? This is my client's boat. Can she come on? Mom, I'm working, I said, raising my voice a bit, holding up a bunch of measuring tools. It's just for a minute, she urged. I was appalled. Sorry, no can do. I was about to say more, but she interrupted before I could continue. Well, can you get off of the boat and watch her here then? I gave her another stunned look. I am working, I said a bit slower. And I'm sure my boss wouldn't appreciate me watching strange kids while I'm on the clock. Again, I was about to say more, but her child was whining and pulling violently on her mother's hand. Fine, she snapped suddenly, dragging her child away up the steps. Not gonna lie, it was really odd and unnerving, and my heart was beating really fast. I'm legitimately shocked. Boats and docks are not a safe place for children, especially without a life jacket. A strange child? Not knowing if they can swim or their water history? What about their behavior or if they'll even follow safety instructions or directions? Why would you give your child to a complete stranger working in a place that's not safe or suitable for a kid while they're working? I am a stranger. I should ask the owner of the boat if they can reverse their boat into the space next time so I don't have to face the general public while working anymore. All right, this is a pretty deep thing to say, right? And obviously I would never wish this on any parent, but at some stage, if she's gonna keep doing this, I kind of want her kid to get kidnapped, mate. Because that is the only karma that is reasonable here. If you're just going to palm your your child off to a random stranger on a boat, what's to stop them from literally driving the boat off and you never seeing your kid again? Idiotic behavior. Obviously, you wouldn't want that for the kid. But for the mum, I don't know. Can we like prank them in some way? Can one of you lot or me watching try and get in this situation? Have the mum ask us to watch them and then just go with the kids and hide for five minutes and make a panic? Seems a bit hard to do, but you never know. If you ever see this woman, have a go. <laughs> pretty strange request but yeah why not entitled mum is mad i went to work while in possession of her high chair this one is an old story but i was recently reminded of it and thought this was the perfect place to share 
the entitled parent here was my sister when my nephew was born she started collecting extra baby gear i wanted to leave a set of stuff at my house so she could just drop by or leave my nephew for babysitting without notice i was adamantly against this as i didn't want a bunch of baby gear or to be responsible for babysitting all the time without warning so onto the story i'd hosted a family dinner at my house and my sister forgot her high chair when i realized i called her and told her i was bringing it home for her But when I got to her house, she didn't answer the door and I foolishly took it home with me, not wanting to leave it outside overnight. I didn't get a hold of her until the next day, at which point she yelled at me that I don't control her and can't demand she open her door. I responded, that's fine. I won't be wasting my time then and she'll have to find her time to come by some evening and pick it up herself. She did tell me a few times that she'd come by, but never actually showed up. At that point, I figured I was stuck with it since it had been a few weeks and she'd been asking me to keep baby gear and I stuck it in my under the stairs storage. At the time, I was working eight to five and I had a few different offices I worked out of. I was at my secondary office for the afternoon and at the end of the day, I dialed into my voicemail to my home office and was surprised at the number of messages I had. They started off calm. Hey, I need my high chair back. Then they got ruder and more demanding. I need it now and I'm coming over. After a few messages, one came from my grandma who she'd looped in asking me to please be reasonable and stop punishing my sister. Then the next message came from inside my house. My grandma who had a key had let her in to get the chair and she was screaming that I'd thrown it away since it wasn't in the kitchen. Another one from my sister accusing me of starving her child. And finally, one from my dad saying my sister had called him in hysterics and to please call him back and let him know what was actually happening. This was sadly normal behavior for her, so he knew not to take what she said at face value, but also wanted it resolved. I called my dad back, letting him know I hadn't done anything to her except go to work during normal work hours and that it would be waiting outside my house in 30 minutes and not to call me about it again. I will never know why she urgently needed it that day when she'd been fine without it for weeks. But despite the panic, it sat outside my house for two days before it was picked up. Yeah, sounds to me like she's just incredibly spoiled. The fact that she didn't even come and collect it after demanding to go and get it and even looking around your house is all the evidence you need to show that it really wasn't that important. Otherwise, she would have collected it when she knew it was outside. I guess some people would say, don't let your grandma have a key and this wouldn't have happened. But it is nice to let your relatives have keys to your house. Just maybe not your sister because she is mad. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, our last story in today's episode is actually an update from another story that I read about a week ago, which was all about entitled parents making their kid, OP, homeless. And then when things went badly for them and they lost their business and their finances, etc., they went and squatted in their kid's home without paying rent and without telling them. If you haven't yet seen that episode, the link is in the first line of the description. If you're on YouTube, it's in the pinned comment and behind the i button right now. Go and watch that for this to make sense. But anyway, here is the update. Well, I decided to make some inquiries and spent a couple of days asking around the family about how my parents got their new business off the ground. 
it's pretty unusual that they were able to come back from bankruptcy and get a new business started in under two years. No, it's not an MLM for those who thought so. Even my parents wouldn't resort to doing that. They undoubtedly think MLMs are beneath them. My parents' new business is comparatively smaller than their previous one too. I'd say about half the size. Before they had at least two employees, now it's just the two of them. Someone pointed out that I should be watching my credit for identity theft. I already was, and I have been since I first started dealing with my parents squatting in my house. I put nothing past them, and they knew it. Honestly though, I'm not even sure they bothered to remember my legal information in the past decade anyway. Heck, I'm not sure they bothered to even remember how to spell my first name, but I did lock down my credit, and there's been no unusual activity on it at all. So my parents didn't try to steal their company funds from me, at least. My paternal grandparents, or my good grandparents, one would say, are the ones who actually give a dang about me, and they have no idea where my parents got their money to open up shop again. My parents have called them numerous times since they disinherited my father and they've been refusing to take their calls since they called to brag about their new success a while ago. It's clear my parents had no help from my father's side of the family. So then what about my mother's? Well, I still had that old list of contacts my parents gave me filed away, and on that list was the landline number for my maternal grandmother. I did try calling her back when I was homeless. She didn't give a dang. I never met them in person, but my maternal grandparents are a lot like my parents. Guess my father truly found his soulmate with my mother. As a previous commenter pointed out, they were made for each other. I managed to get in touch with my maternal grandmother once again, and not only was she long divorced from her husband, my maternal grandfather is no longer alive. That was news to me. But he passed away seven months ago, and he left my mother a sizable inheritance. So yeah, that's where they got the money to open up shop again. My maternal grandmother sounded so proud of them too. She had little interest in speaking of much else. And it's likely why my parents called my grandparents to brag about how they're so successful again. They wanted to rub salt in the wound since my good grandparents cut them off. I really don't care though, and neither do my good grandparents. Everyone on my paternal side of the family all say my parents can go kick rocks. They want nothing to do with them. I'm not the only one my parents have jaded. My mother's side of the family are full of divorcees and drunken loners who will hate each other and just pretend to act civil. My father's side are what I'd call just very normal and nice people. My father, though, burned bridges time and time again. When I was born, my grandparents wanted to be in my life, but for some reason, my parents kept me from them. Why they did this, I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's because they didn't want to be judged on their own parenting. I'd have been happier if they'd sent me to boarding school or to live with my grandparents, but I guess narcissists aren't truly happy if they don't have someone else to put down. I can only imagine the stuff they said about me behind my back my entire life. Either way, it seems my parents did nothing illegal to open up a new business. Nothing that can be reported to something like the IRS anyway. No law against using funds from inheritance as seed money to self-employment. My mother, like me, was an only child, so she got everything when her father died, including his house and land. That's where my parents are living now. I've seen a photo my maternal grandmother sent me. Not the nicest house, but not bad. Comparable to my own, I'd say. But it means my parents have a place to live scot-free now and likely won't need to bother me again. I want to sell my house and move. But it turns out the company that I'm in the employ of has no branch in Arizona. So it's either I quit and look for new employment in Arizona after selling my house, or I just stay where I am and hope my parents leave me alone. I'm looking into job searching because I really don't want my parents to ever find me again. I won't move if it's not feasible, but I prefer to be able to. Imagine that, feeling forced to leave the area you're in just because you don't want your parents to find you. That is crazy. It'd be moot to bother getting more cameras for the house if I want to sell it ASAP. 
But if I end up stuck here because of not being able to find another job in Arizona in the coming months, then I might as well get cameras installed inside and out. I've gotten a lot of good advice on the kind of cameras to get and where to put them. I kind of doubt the same situation will ever repeat, but I just don't want my parents to ever try to seek me out again for any reason. If they need help when they're old, I'm not gonna care. They'll get what they gave nothing they are dead to me for the rest of my life and the rest of my father's side of the family say the same if i ever become a parent or step parent i'll make dang sure i never become like my parents no child deserves that yeah good stuff at least you've learned from your parents about how not to parent um but i do agree with myself it's very sad that you, you're thinking of even having to move because of your parents not being able to find you again like that is nuts i would say and it's easy for me to say this sat here in my room but um just try and put in as many security things in place as you possibly can i agree with what you're saying about not wanting to do it if you know you're gonna move and it's good to actually look for another job and another place to live but it's a bit sad isn't it your own parents forcing you to move not even by doing anything i mean they haven't done anything yet right just what they could do in the future and you know what the more i think about it in 5 10 even 20 years time who knows their business could fail again and they could do the exact same thing they've done to you before so look in your spot i get it it's just extremely sad Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.